Welcome, everyone, to the Nerd Table. Hello, Eric. Well, damn. That was fucking fast. <laughs> that's, that's your intro for me. Hi, Eric. Hey. Uh, I was... I literally had picked up a drink, was wait, like, just waiting for the normal long intro. Oh, no, but, no, 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 hi, no, no, no. We don't, hi, we don't play by the rules. <laughs> how's, how's everybody doing? Hi, Dan. Hello. <laughs> you gonna Dude. open a can for the working man? Oh, hell yeah. This is only the second time I've gotten you with that, but it's funny when I do because I know you're not prepared. No, I'm not. I'm never prepared. Even, even if you do the normal ass intro... I'm just like, fuck, <laughs> not ready. <laughs> All please forgive Eric's poor audio quality today. He's having tech issues because it's Eric plus tech equals issues. Well, I yeah. mean, you also had like 10 power outages yesterday. <laughs> it just kept going in and out. Like the morning was just so bad. And it finally calmed down about like two or three. Which is when the thunderstorms kicked in into my area. So that's why we didn't record it yesterday. Oh, yeah. And then there was, like, I was thinking, I was just, like, because I saw on the news when, when the actual internet did come back that, like, Kentucky was fucking hit hard. But it didn't say Kentucky. It just said, like, Midwest tornadoes. And I was like, Jesus. All right. Well, that's a reason for my power outage, I guess. Yeah. yeah so you... if this was Kentucky and stuff, that meant, like, what I got yesterday used to be tornadoes. Yeah, yeah y'all got really lucky because did you see that the tornado that touched down in Kentucky might go on record as being one of the longest track tornadoes possibly in world history because it could have been on the ground for 235 miles, which would set records? It's insane. Fuck this Damn. area in particular. Yeah, uh, Mayfield, Kentucky, and a couple other towns got hit really hard. So, like, just, just a rough... Just rough for those poor people. I feel so bad for them. I do too. Like it's it's not fun. Living in Florida and having hurricanes and stuff, so I mean I understand. You're in you're in one of those weird areas too, because you're you're far enough north where you're gonna get the the extreme, the more extreme snow because you're also surrounded by the Great Lakes, but you're also just Midwest enough that you gotta really pay attention to severe thunderstorms. Yeah, I'm not like a, I guess we're kind of a coastal state because the Great Lakes, if you can count that as a coast. But I don't know if I can, I just moved from one peninsula to another. Then I grew up in a bi-coastal state. You went from... A tri-coastal state because New York borders two different Great Lakes. Eric Eric went from the Wang of America to the Glove of America. That's right. A mitten. Well, what would you what was... rather have? Would you rather have deal with the snow or would you rather deal with the hurricanes? Um. Ooh, that's a good question. I think I'd rather deal with the hurricanes, to be honest. Because they're less frequent. Just trying to live through it. Well, it's not that they're less frequent. It's just like the houses are built for it, you know? And and if we had a really, really bad one, then, like, let's say we're out without without power for a little bit. Um, You can use, like, you can still get around, right? Like, if, if as long as you had gas, 
you can still move around and stuff like that. A bad snow, like a bad snowstorm, you're done. You're not going nowhere. And if you lose power in a snowstorm, you're gonna get fucking cold fast. And there's not much you can do about that. So, so you would say that you chose poorly. He didn't. Yeah, choose. that's that's the story of my life. <laughs> he didn't choose this though. He kind of went along with it. Yeah, she's like Michigan's well, great. I mean, it's it was a choice at some level, at some point. That's true. Eric, do you ever make good choices? <laughs> I mean, you guys are my friends, so shit. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's the first bad choice. <laughs> see, see, this is where we differ because I made a great choice choosing Eric as a friend because. It, Having Eric as a friend, especially at the parks, made life so much more interesting. <laughs> like, overnight more interesting. Like, you wouldn't believe this guy. He's fucking insane. <laughs> Do you remember the exact moment when I was like, you're going to be my best friend? And I actually told you that to your face. I'm like, dude, <laughs> yeah. you ha- you're going to. Do you remember what the conversation was about? Because I do. I don't actually know. What was it? We were at test vehicle together. I'm assuming one of us was probably tasking or whatever, but we were at, we were at the test vehicle spot for people who don't know. We had a test vehicle for some of all thrills where people could sit in it and we could measure whether their body dimensions would allow them to go on the ride. And it was a relatively boring spot, but also it was an easy position because it was one of those positions where, all your interactions with the guests are just, like, positive because you're just giving them directions or answering questions for them. Nobody's screaming at you because of height checks or wait times or anything. So it was it was a take-and-give position, right? Kind of yeah. like being out at the tip board. You never really got angry stuff out at the tip board. You got a lot of people coming up to you to ask you questions, but they were pretty easy questions to answer, and the general interactions were positive. So two of us are standing there. We didn't really know each other that much. And I don't remember how the conversation got to this point. But you mentioned that your favorite video game was The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. And I had finally found somebody else on this planet who could appreciate what a masterpiece that Game Boy game actually was. And we had this in-depth conversation about what a masterpiece it was, how perfect it was. It was the best Game Boy game ever made, even even including Pokemon. And we were both Pokemon people. We're like, no, it was definitely Zelda. Like, they knew what they were doing. They tried so hard. They made such a great game. And we started talking about all the intricacies of it. And we got into fan theories. And I'm like, dude, you're going to be my best friend here. Because nobody appreciates Link's Awakening as much as you did. Because, don't get me wrong. Fantastic. Well, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, Link to the Past is my favorite game. And while I've often said that Ocarina of Time gets a little too much praise, as good as it is, I think that there's a bit too much of a rave behind it. It's still a great game, but those are the only games that ever come up in these conversations. And you were just, no hesitation, you're like, no, it's Link's Awakening. And I was like, finally, somebody gets it! And then... I, I still stand by that that comment. It is still the best Game Boy game ever made. Well, do you remember when when the remake came out and I messaged you immediately and I'm like, Eric, you need to get this game now. <laughs> like it's this is the best remake I've ever played. They did the game justice. They improved everything. It's so much fun. 
It's amazing. It looks great. The music sounds great. Like, I couldn't get over it. We need people who can appreciate this stuff. Damn it. Gotta, gotta, gotta appreciate Link's Awakening. And then we bonded over breaking stuff. But first it was Link's Awakening. Oh, give me something to break? Yes. We bonded over Fred Durst. That's how Dan and I bonded. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you and I were never that close until we started podcasting together. Not really. Yeah, because it was... You were... The time that we could have spent the most time together, you were at Disney and preparing to marry. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So... So we knew each other, but we weren't like... Because that was when I spent the most time with all the rest of the gang. Right. Was during that period of time. But not you, because you were fucking busy. You, y'all were y'all were single Pringles, or unemployed. And y'all had plenty of time to bond, and I had to do stupid adult shit. Like, you, worked at, you worked at two, two places. I did. I was one of those traders that worked at both parks at the same time. Oh my god. Do you know... Eric, you never did both at the same time, right? Uh, It's not not uh, every guy. I think it was like... Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I worked... It's kind of hard because I officially started working full-time... At Disney in 2006, but I did work monorails in 2005 for like a month and a half, two months. But I decided I let that go because monorails was not for me. Oh my god, you as a monorail driver. Oh, and then you do a better job than Homer Simpson. I mean, so here's the like the, the the sequence of events that happened. I was working at Universal. I did not like Universal. Um. So I went upon it universal. Yeah, well, I where did I go after that? I feel like there was a little bit of time between Universal and Disney, and it it happened in two thousand five. Was that GameStop World or something else? No, no, no. Because I did. I so I left. I ended up getting let go. In 2002, because I was still in high school, so it was it's either one of those two, because I was still a minor. And then I joined the Air Force, but I came back, and I can't remember the fucking job I had when I came back. Is I that... guess it's not that important. It's either it was either a really irrelevant job that doesn't matter, or it was one of those jobs that was so horrible you actually erased it from your memory entirely. Like you men in black wiped it. You eternal sunshine that spot was mine. (laughs) It was it was both because let's let's be real. I thought I was going to be in the air force. I wasn't really worried about anything, and then I immediately came back and I needed a source of income, so anything would do. So you were a prostitute. Yeah, I could have been. If the yeah, money was great. One of them goes cockle doo the other one says any cockle doo. 
sex is sex work is work. <laughs> Just saying. I, it's hard work. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll take a controversial stand. I support it. And I think it should yeah. be legalized. I think if it was legalized, we'd have a lot less crime. <sighs> yep. We'll save that for another podcast. But... Especially if it's like legalized and like they get proper everything. Yeah, it's uh, Australia. That I mean, I, I read about like the legalization and they get like OSHA and... standards for cleanliness and stuff. They have stuff like that in Amsterdam, legitimately. Like, like they're super protected. They're they're taken care of, and they think that the clients coming in are the ones that are they're worried about spreading the stuff, which is probably true. So, and then it's also like weed getting legalized. Then the government can be like, taxes, please. <laughs> money, please. <laughs> money, 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 money. Uh, it's just easier to give her the money. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> My sister's the worst. I love Parks and Rec. We could do a whole podcast just on Parks and Rec. I would be willing to rewatch it. Oh, hell yeah. I'm, I'm down. Hell yeah. You know what? When we launch real-time reviews, I say we we put that in as one of the shows we'll do some reviews of. We'll do Parks and Rec. I think. Because we can, we can do a whole analysis on Parks and Rec first season where... They they just carbon copied Michael Scott into Leslie Nope, and then they realized it wasn't going to work. So they, like three episodes in, they started changing her personality, and the show immediately it got is better. Hilarious because it was the whole time it was when the people that made The Office are making a second show. It's going to be essentially the same, and then by the end of the first season, half of that's changed. Second season starts, the rest of it has changed. By the end of the second season, we get Ben Wyatt and uh, Chris Traeger. Chris Traeger and the show is a rocket. When when Adam Scott and Rob Lowe joined the cast, the show took off into the stratosphere. Sometimes that's all it takes. And sometimes that's what it takes to make a show awful. <laughs> so it's always a crapshoot. Yeah, yeah, I agree. With the, I agree to that because let's uh, let's look at the office and when it left, and they try to get replacements. But I, I feel like yeah. that's just. In general, replacing a, a previous character is just not a good idea. You might as well just start a new show. Like, I like Will Ferrell, but God, that might have been my least favorite character in the entire run of The Office. I feel like he was only in, like, one or two episodes. I really don't think they did a good job with Catherine Tate at all. I feel like that was a huge waste. I, I know people... The Robert California character is a very love-hate relationship. Because he's either people's favorite character or they can't stand him. I fall pretty much in the middle on that one. I see both sides of it, but it just it just wasn't the same. My whole thing is with The Office, it was the same thing, right? Like first season Michael Scott and then third season Michael Scott are not the same character at all. That's because like literally the first episode is the same exact episode as the British one. Yeah, he's, it, it just didn't work like that. He Did says the exact same words. It's the exact same pilot. 
Did, I love the Ricky Gervais cameo, by the way. Yes. I love that they incorporated that. He just shows up in the elevator <laughs> at the same time as him. I was like, this is brilliant. I have to watch The British Office. I've heard it's really good. I've seen it, yeah. It's only like two seasons of like six episodes or something. It's not long. Yeah. So it's we got, easily, easily watched in one day. Yeah, we got some plans here. So I've been putting some thought into this, guys. And I don't. I, I still want to do Stupid Sexy Podcast, but at the same time, I think it would be more fun to do Simpsons episodes with real-time reviews. And that way we can, like, watch them in real-time and analyze them. And then we don't have to necessarily do them in order. We can pick and choose. But... So, like, we could do, all right, we're going to watch this classic Simpsons episode, uh, let's just say, Last Exit to Springfield, right? Do that as an analysis and be like, this. people say this is the best episode of the series. Let's see which parts of it are good and, and which ones aren't. And then we can do real-time Treehouse of Horror viewings during Halloween and, and watch some of the Christmas stuff during Christmas season. So I'm considering, I'm considering that. Um, Pokecast, though, I think we might have to keep that one going the way it is. Because with animes, you kind of have to watch them in order. That's like a rule. Eric knows this. Yeah. Because yes. uh, anime has a, like an actual story behind it. Yes. Um, and we have a, a uh, friend of the show. Our friend Eddie Whitaker, who Dan knows. He's the glorious Omni, as he calls himself. Mm-hmm. Um... Eric, you may have only ever interacted with him a couple times when we were playing Among Us, but you guys would get along. He is a huge anime fan. He's one of the he's one of those kings of anime fans, right? He's a weeb. He's a total weeb, but he's a proud weeb. So he came up with a podcast idea, and when he presented the idea to me, I told him about what we want to do with real-time reviews, and it might actually work better for that, and he wants me on board. He wants us to do an episode-by-episode watch of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, he's a JoJo. Oh, Oh, God. And he he Uh, thinks it would be a lot of fun to get somebody like me on board who's never seen it and watch it in real time. And, yeah, so. It's rough and weird. So, yeah. But it's good. So all we're... I think what we're going to try to do, I think before the end of the year, what I'd like to do is get us to just get together, do a real-time review of, of we'll, we'll just pick a couple of simple things. We'll pick, like, one episode from a TV show that we all like, a couple of music videos, and a wrestling match, and I'll see how those go getting them onto the YouTube machine. Because if YouTube hits them, then we're going to know we've got an issue and we might have to find another way to upload those videos. So we might have to use some of that old patron money from our wonderful patrons at patron.com slash club and find a different place to host content like that. Although I'm pretty sure the way I want to do it, which would just be recording us here in Discord doing the video share where there's four screens. One of them is the, the actual thing and the other three are us talking about it. And as long as we talk over stuff and pause to analyze and all that other good stuff, I think we'll be fine. There's some semantics to work out, but I think we'll be able to pull it off. And I think, I think I've think uh, i pretty much kind of picked and choose what would be perfect for first-time contents. Um, 
for the wrestling match, uh, Dan and I agreed we're going to get you, Eric, to watch one of the greatest wrestling matches of all time that we've mentioned before that my wife didn't care for, but it wasn't for her. Uh, WrestleMania three in 1987 featured a match between Macho Man Randy Savage and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat for the WWF Intercontinental Championship that many considered to be one of the greatest pure wrestling matches of all time. It's easily the best match at that WrestleMania. You would agree with that, right, Dan? Oh, yeah. And it's such an easy story to follow because the whole thing is that Randy Savage crushed Ricky Steamboat's larynx and put him on the shelf for like seven, eight months, and this is Steamboat coming back to get his revenge. Classic pro wrestling booking, right? You put me out with an injury, now I'm coming back to get my revenge, and I'm also going to take your title. So it's a nice, easy story to follow. And Eric, I think you'll like it, because I think you'll be able to appreciate the intricacies of the wrestling itself. And then the other thing we talked about, uh, I know I mentioned this to you, Dan, I don't know if you remember, but I also said I wanted to then get Eric to watch Hogan versus Andre, the main event from that WrestleMania, which as a wrestling match isn't great. But as a spectacle, a main event, um, something that would draw the attention of the crowd, it was one of the best in wrestling history. Because it was Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, and they were the two biggest names in wrestling at the time. So you, you can see kind of like a clash there, Eric. And this happens on the exact same show, too. Like, you'll see a classic wrestling match, and then a wrestling match built around the spectacle of it, the stars and the names and the history as opposed to good technical wrestling. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Okay. So you can, you'll understand and appreciate it. And I found some Rey Mysterio stuff that I think you'll, you'll want to watch because I know you like Rey Mysterio, one of the five names in wrestling that you know. So I thought, I thought you'd appreciate that, but we'll start with that. Uh, the music videos, I think what we're probably going to do is we're going we're gonna to take some of the music videos we originally did watch-alongs for back on when we were doing our, our patron show. We started a watch-along segment, and the first video that I, I chose was Land of Confusion by Genesis, which is such a great music video. And the first video that Dan chose is Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel, which is also one of the greatest music videos ever made. Then I think what we'll do is we'll have Eric choose a music video, and we'll watch all three of them, and we'll make that a uh, an episode. Three music videos, because how long is Sledgehammer, Dan? That's like four or five minute song, right? I mean, it's not long. It's yeah, like three, yeah. four. The Land of Confusion video is about five minutes because it's got more than just the song in it. It's got the skit around it. So then Eric would just, you just have to find a music video that you really like and can throw in for analysis and we'll watch all three of them and we'll make an episode out of that. And then, of, of course, the first show that I picked that I think we could do for a TV show is if we just all sit down and watch the Rick and Morty pilot together. Because we all love Rick and Morty and we've talked about doing a Rick and Morty style show anyway. So why not? There you go. We'll, we can kick that off. Any feedback from you gentlemen on my ideas? Any changes you'd like to make? Any different stuff you'd like to do? Or would those be good test pilots? Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. All right. So we'll try to get that stuff up for the YouTubes. Um, 
I've, I think what I'm going to do for Chris Ranks the Universe, I'm probably going to go back to Simpsons Season 1 and do the re-recording of that episode with the with the YouTube content this time. Um, kind of script it out. But I, I'm picking the Simpsons instead of the Disney project because I think that'll just be easier to edit. Because that'll be 13 items coming from one season instead of, like, 50-something movies. Especially since Encanto just came out, I kind of want to get that into the mix and do the Disney ranking with 60 movies, so it's a nice even number. So those are my plans for that one. And then, as far as the Super Nintendo Melee show that I want to do, I gotta find a way to really get those recorded during the week, because there's too many Super Nintendo games. I did I did the analysis. If I only reviewed one game a week, it'll take me 14 years to finish the show. I don't even know if I've got 14 years left on this planet with the way I eat and don't exercise. So I'd like to move that a little quicker. <laughs> I want to move that one a little quicker. Well, at the same time, like Super Mario World is the first game. That's going to be its own episode because there's so much to talk about. But there are going to be some games where there isn't that much to talk about. So I might be able to incorporate some stuff in there. Right. But that one's going to be done in chronologic release order. And that's going to be a key factor there. I will probably not touch the Japan exclusive titles. (sighs) Just because... A, I can't really read Japanese anyway. And there's not really anything exclusive to Japan other than, like, the Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon games that I pro- would probably pique my interest anyway. The only other thing I could maybe think of is maybe that Super Back to the Future game, which just looks like it would be fun. But, yeah. So. Uh, so those are some plans moving forward here, guys. But as far as the podcasting channel itself... Uh, Eric and I are still going to do some park hoppers. Uh, maybe we can get one recorded before the holiday season, Eric. And talk about how you shouldn't go to Disney during Christmas unless you're really dedicated to only doing four rides your entire trip. If if you're lucky. Because <laughs> chances are you'll stand in line for four hours for a ride and it'll break down right before you get on. But then you get to yell at the worker and tell them they ruined Christmas. Yep. And send them home crying because they're, it's probably some poor 19-year-old girl who is just trying to do her internship and is going home in tears because she's getting paid minimum wage and is terrified about losing her job. So, yeah. So, good job. I say this every year, and I I will always say it, but it's especially true this time of year. If you're one of those people who just likes to yell at retail workers and restaurant workers and theme park workers, can you just stay the fuck home the entire month of December and just not go anywhere? No, because because I've had a friend get yelled at until they ruined Christmas, and it was October still. (laughs) How did I ruin Christmas? You have still two months to go. I think I would have just laughed. I, like, like you ruined Christmas. Like, it's fucking October. What are you talking about? I, I have a better chance of ruining your Halloween. Now, you know what? I, I'm going to get to the points. I, I was getting to that point, 
and it is, I'm actually glad I don't work in hospitality anymore because this would have been bad. I was getting to the point where people were like, you know, you're you're ruining our Christmas. I'd be like, oh, good. <laughs> Fuck you. You're gonna give me it's that attitude. Ruining mine. Yeah, you're ruining mine. So get the hell out of my face. And the other thing that I learned, like, yes, people have gotten physical with cast members before, but that never ends well for the guest 100% of the time because they get arrested, trespassed, and sometimes get banned for life. So once I realized that, like, all a guest was ever going to do was yell and call me names, I started getting a lot braver with my comebacks. Now, I'm not... The unfortunate thing is I knew I always knew at Disney that if you if I actually hit somebody back, it would be instant termination regardless of the circumstance because that's just one of their zero tolerance policy things. But at the same time, if someone's going to go for a strike on me, I'm also going to defend myself. Like if you're aiming for the face, you ain't breaking my nose and I will put an end to it. Well, I know somebody who uh, got beat up in high school. And he didn't do anything, and he now owns that guy for the rest of his life. And and by now, I mean since the mid nineties. How so? Because it was just all in out, full out assault. Oh well, there and you go. So, and so he sued, and this kid was like fifteen, and his life is over. Every paycheck he gets, part of it goes to this guy that he beat up in high school. Damn, was to hire Stephen P. New. That's a hell of a good deal. Well, <laughs> shit, I should have. Well, I never, I never got beaten up though. That's the thing. Like I, me neither. No one would step to me. Well, no, none of like, like the, the the bullying I ever endured in school was always just like like mockery. But I never got the closest I ever came was that I've kind of told the story before. I'll tell the full story on a patron episode. But like the kid who actually like did kind of corner me into the locker, but he wasn't actually, like, assaulting me. It was just preventing me from getting anywhere. So he could say what he wanted to say. That was horrible. And he's dead now. And and I have no sympathy for that. Because why would I? So, um, I want to I quickly make mention of, of something, because it's pretty cool. Uh, pro wrestler Taz's son debuted... In All Elite Wrestling, his name is Hook. And the memes have started flying. And the first thing I saw was the Photoshop job of Hook's face on the Hook movie poster with Taz as Captain Hook. And that made me really happy. You know what's funny about it is the next day was the 30th anniversary of the release of Hook. That's awesome. <laughs> Memba Hook? Yeah, he was fucking rules. It's better than Peter Pan. It's the best telling of Peter Pan ever done. <laughs> and it's Peter Pan as like a 45-year-old. Dude, you ever notice that like, you you can't, okay, so movies like Hook or Scrooged, right? You can't tell that story over and over again. You can't constantly reinvent the wheel. But there are those people who do it the one time and take that different approach and it ends up being one of the best things possible for it. Right? Like, the modern take with the with the differences and everything. And you're like, this is friggin' brilliant. But I never want to see anybody attempt another Hook or another Scrooge again. Because those are one-of-a-kind movies to me. 
Do you understand what I'm saying by that? Like, take that classic story, put on the modern twist. Like, like even the uh, the 97, I think it's 97, or is it 96? The Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know the one I'm talking about. It takes place in yeah. modern times. They're fighting with guns and everything. But they're still calling them swords, and I fucking hate it. And I, like, <laughs> and I dislike everything that What's-His-Face has made. Boz Lerman. Just, like, anything. You say Boz, like... What was it like five, six years ago? They did the Gatsby, and I was like, "This looks like it might be an interesting new version of Gatsby." Boz Lerman out. <laughs> I'm out. Out. Done. All right, fair enough. But you also know what I'm saying. Like, you can't do a hundred different attempts at retelling the story because they're not going to be good. But there's going to be that one that is, and that's always really cool. What would be? A classic story that you would attempt a modern retelling on that you think might actually work. Well, actually, there is the modern retelling of Romeo and Juliet that did work. It's called West Side Story. <laughs> All right, if we're I mean, going for that. Okay. All right. I see what you did there. So this is how we're doing this now. Okay. <laughs> it did work. Um, <laughs> Classic retail. I think. Hmm. Like I feel like there's there there have to be. We're talking about it's been done in the past and it's been done well in the past. But I mean, no, well, I'm actually looking for one that you think hasn't really been done in that respect, and you think could be done, or if it was, it wasn't done well, and somebody needs a second attempt at it. Like one of the first things I thought of was doing a modern a modern day retelling of Hamlet, and then someone's going to go, they did that with the Lion King. I'm like, no, do the whole actual thing, but put it in a modern setting and change change the setting, make it very what 2021. Is, and What's Strange Brew based on? Strange Brew? Yeah. Uh, I do not know without looking that one up. It's based on Hamlet, of course, but it was made in the 80s. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I remember that people were like, you know, oh, well, there are some movies that just can never be redone because, like, one of the big ones was Home Alone and Jingle All the Way. That, since, since we're in the Christmas season, those are good examples. Where, like, you can never redo these movies because with modern technology, they just can't be redone. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, you're right, but at the same time, you're also wrong because you can retell a story similar to that. You just have to change the circumstances of how the story happens. Well, then it wouldn't be a remake. I didn't say do a remake. I said you can still tell that kind of a story. I don't know. What what did they do with the the new one with the Home Alone? Like, Oh, I haven't the, watched it his, yet. Was his internet out? Or he not have a phone <laughs> or something? Like, uh, I have not. Actually, they do it was a cabin out in, uh, in Alaska. Okay. Oh. That's the only way that would make sense. Okay, so you're watching you're, that. You're are, you wa- alone. are you watching that same Discovery Channel show that my wife's been watching about the people in Alaska? Because no, uh, on the D plus. I have uh, no. I haven't watched any documentary. You know what? You know what story needs to be told. We need to tell the, the theme park worker story. the 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 minimum wage attraction attendant story needs to be told. 
Uh, but we need it to be officially branded instead of like Adventureland. It needs to actually be. It needs to be a. It needs to be a theme park, with you know some kind of a theme behind it with there characters. Was that and... Stewart. What's his face movie? Jesse Eisenberg. Adventurely. Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, but that was like a carnival. I'm talking about like a that was like the summer job carnival. I'm talking about the full time theme park. National Lampoons a week at Wally World. <laughs> Cause you know they wouldn't ever sign off. You wouldn't have Universal or Disney sign off and let it be an actual universe. No, you have to make it's up your own thing. Let's, let's be real. Okay, hold on a second. Universal a signed off on there. Universal signed off on Sharknado, all right? So we're, let's not discount that they wouldn't sign off on this. They, they would sign off on a movie where a Universal employee gets spit on and then freaks out, punches the shit out of the guy yeah. and has to get fired. At the Fairy Tale Ogre show. The ogre's name is Bleck. Son of a bitch, I'm in. And he's purple. <laughs> and he lives in a cave. It's What's totally different. Horse? <laughs> With... <laughs> Can't even fucking do it. <clears throat> God damn it. Uh, in the... I, almost would, I, would, I would be like, you know what, National Lampoon, let's do it. At Wally World. <laughs> I remember oh, other, I'd like there to see. any other famous, fake, but clear analog of a Disney or Universal? No, but I mean, Wally I'm World? thinking of stuff like Superstore, right? Where it's about this giant chain store and all the bullshit that goes on there. And they wear blue vests. Yeah. <laughs> so it's obvious what they're spoofing, but like... McDowell's. <laughs> exactly. It's very obvious what they're what they're parodying. Like stuff like that. We need we need stuff like that. And this is one of those things where I'm just like, I don't think I could ever like some some stories can't just be like novelized. They need to be an episodic television show. Some stories can't even be movies because you need more you, you need more time to tell the story to flesh stuff out. Uh-huh. That was the. I have not seen Eternals yet, but I know that was one of the big criticisms coming out of it. It was. It was. Oh, I liked it, but it shouldn't have been a movie. There wasn't enough time. Which is why I'm yeah. so happy that Boba Fett and Obi Wan are getting series. So, so like, even even if your show's only six episodes, that's still like if they're a forty five minutes to one hour, that's four that's... to six hours. Yeah, as opposed to two and a half, two to two and a half. Exactly. How about your movie? A retelling of the Lord of the Rings, like a modernized Lord of the Rings. I bet it could yes. be done. I bet you it could be done. Okay, so what are we going to do to end air travel? Air travel is not a thing. COVID. COVID shut down the air travel. The current pandemic, yeah. (laughs) That's not true, because my father still flew every other weekend. (laughs) The entire time. Ooh, I know. The person's on the no-fly list. So you got Bill (laughs) Hope. We'll just have the guys fucking scared of flying. 
Frodo is a former. His, his it's William William Bo Baggins, is his name. Yes. So he's Bill Bo. William Beauregard Baggins. Because <laughs> like that's the because it's not like a text message could solve Lord of the Rings. What could solve Lord of the Rings is him getting on a plane and getting there in two hours. <laughs> yeah. He has to get across the country, but he does. He doesn't have a driver's license, or or the the order of. Or he's Sauron. a walking person. He's twisted no, no. up a little bit. The, or, the order of person. Sauron is so is so powerful that the uh, terrorist activities of the order of Sauron has made it so it's not even. There's been so many plane bombings and shit that it's not even worth even trying anymore. Sauron's <laughs> a terrorist organization. <laughs> This is amazing. This is amazing. We got a whole new podcast idea on our hands. <laughs> Dear God. Well, we're... we're so we, they we, have to do it with a small group. Exactly. They infiltrate it with a small group. Small group of freedom fighters. Yeah. Small group of freedom fighters, yeah. I mean, well, here's the thing, right? Like, you can tell the story, and you can, you can do the retelling of the story, but if you change the names and make the plot something similar but put it in modern times people won't even realize what it's supposed to be until you tell them you're like dude this is just the friggin hobbit what the yeah. hell <laughs> like seriously this is the like hobbit the, like uh, this is the hobbit like how avatar is really just pocahontas all right po- pocahontas and fern gully had a baby and they called it avatar well, the avatar the avatar I still prefer The Last Airbender, but that's just me. What's Not the movie? <laughs> nope, haven't seen it. Haven't seen it, but I'm considering well, it for... I haven't... That's a movie that needs to be redone correctly. I haven't seen either of, the, either of these movies we are discussing right now, and I think I am a better person for it, which means I am greater than you. I don't know. Real-time reviews, we might change that. I might conveniently not be available. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then I guess we'll reschedule for next week. The best part is we'll start recording. Dan thinks we're going to watch something else, and then he just sees blue people on the screen. What did you do? Dan, and then I would just leave. Dan, I would leave. HH2 News has left the call. What the fuck? Oh, that was the other thing I needed to, to tell people, because I've kind of made this clear, but I want to just make sure people are aware. Real-time reviews is going to be an open format, by the way. Like, if you have something you want us to review, you can come on and do it. Like, Dan doesn't have to be here. Eric doesn't have to be here. Um, technically, I don't even have to be here if you guys wanted to handle something without me. But the thing is, like, if you wanted to, if you're like, oh, yeah, I want you guys to watch this and give me your thoughts on it. This would be like Eddie with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, right? And that was the other thing was he's like, well, I really want you to be on it because you haven't seen it. He goes, but I'd like, I'd like there to be other people. And I was like, well, I'll talk to Eric and I'll talk to Matt because they're anime guys and they've either seen it or would be willing to watch it. And Eric, I know apparently you've seen it just based on your reaction. So that would All be... All I know is that is roundabout. <laughs> and to be continued. I don't know shit about it. All I know, You know what I know about it? It's called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And every time I ask, somebody goes, I really can't explain it. <laughs> and I'm like, that's even better. Well, it is. I would say it certainly qualifies as a bizarre adventure. I know it's an animated series... Created by the country of Japan. Does that... There, I think I just 
expanded all my knowledge. For right primarily there. a Japanese audience? I, I suppose. <laughs> but that's just it. Like, we can get anybody who wants to be on any of these shows can come on at any time and review something. So, like, especially our patrons. So, like, let's say Jeff would be a good example here because he's got, he's got the paranormal interest. He, he'll be like, hey, I've got the – here's an episode of a paranormal show I really like where they explore something and they get some really good evidence and I want to watch this with you guys. Well, there you go. There's a new episode. And there's there's no, like – there's no limit to how many of these episodes we can do because we just have to get together, log in, share the screen so we're all watching it at the same time and watch it, comment on it, and then upload it. We can do multiple ones a week if, as long as the schedules match up. So I'm really looking forward to doing this. And I want ideas from people, even if you don't necessarily want to be on the show, because I'm going to force y'all on webcam. Some of y'all don't want to do that. Uh, you know what? I'll take that away. I'm not going to force you to be on webcam. I might just make it so that when you share your screen, it's like a photo of you or something. Because on the Discord thing, it lights up when the person's talking. So that would be helpful. Just put a photo of you or something. A photo that you're okay with. Because I know, I know not everybody has a webcam, even in today's day and age. So I get that. And some people really, really want to participate in stuff, but don't want to be on camera. So I get that too. Uh, but you do have to, you do have to ha be able to do this stuff live and be willing to comment on it. So yeah. You have to at least be willing to provide your voice if you want to be part of it. But if you don't, and you're like, God, I would love you guys to rip apart this movie, uh, but I don't want to be on the episode. I just want to see you guys do it. Okay, we'll do it. And it doesn't just have to be us. It can be a whole clan of people. We can get any of the content creators on board, any of the patrons on board, anybody on board. Uh, content creators and patrons just get prioritized. So please let us know what you'd like us to watch. Maybe something that's really bad and you want us to rip on it. Or something that's really good. You want to hear us praise it. I don't know. It's whatever you guys want. But let's hold off on doing an entire full-length movie for a little bit. I want to get this stuff off the ground and do the shorter stuff that's easier. You know, a 15-minute wrestling match. A couple of 5-minute music videos. Or a 22-minute episode of something, right? Let's do the easy stuff first, and then we'll worry about the longer content. Because, holy shit, some of these movies are long. Hey, I want you to do Avengers Endgame. Well, fuck, that's three hours. <laughs> so... Plus, I'm not going to do that without doing freaking the other one first. Right. Well, that's the other thing, too, is I want, I want the episodes to still be podcast-style, so they're done in real time, without a lot of editing involved. So, like, if somebody needs to go take a piss, we can pause the movie and then just start talking about stuff and let that person take a piss and everything, like... And I'm fine with that, but... Or, I suppose, if it's a really long movie, we find a natural stopping point in the movie and then come back for a part two. Which we can do that as well. That might also be a good way to get out of copyright strikes if the whole movie isn't there. So... We'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. We'll work it out. But I'm looking forward to doing this. We need to do more YouTube projects. You guys were both on board with it. And a lot of people have a lot of interest in it. So that's what I'm kind of working on right now. 
Uh, what have you guys been working on lately? Dan, you've been watching anything good? Doing any little side uh, projects? I've been continuing my uh, Christmas Advent thingy. Last week, I think we ended on the Santa Claus. Which, so, is, on, which is great. Which is good. Uh, so, on the 8th, I watched Frosty the Snowman, and it's awful. The, the classic animated movie? Yeah, it's not good. Really? Uh, I'm going to need yeah. you to expand on that. Yes. <laughs> It's oh, it's just trash. <laughs> um, there, you are breaking a lot of hearts right now. Just so you know, because I know that's like super beloved among a lot of people. It's so it's so short. It's to its detriment. Um, <laughs> it's like twenty two minutes. Um, whereas opposed to they're able to tell the entire story of the Grinch, and you can understand the characters and stuff. You don't understand shit. Frosty comes to life. The mean guy takes the hat back. The ro- the rabbit takes the hat back again. Frosty comes to life. Before they even have time to bond, he's like, oh no, I'm melting. I guess we should send him to the North Pole. They get rid of all the other kids except for the girl named Carrot. They throw, they throw him illegally on a train because they can't afford a ticket. It's too cold for Karen. We have to leave and try to find a fire. <laughs> It's just it happens so fast. There's there's no chance for any bonding of characters or anything like that. It's just a, just thing after thing after thing. And then Santa shows up and everything's fine. But yeah. so what you're saying is you loved it. <laughs> Have you ever seen the Snowman? <laughs> I believe it was my favorite book when I was a young child. It's, I, I first of all I love the animation of the snowman because it's right out of the book. It's right out of the book, yeah. It's it's a it's a twenty it's twenty six yeah. minutes. It's short and easy. Yeah, as far as I can remember from that, you actually care about the kid and the snowman and Frosty. I didn't care about shit. Like I don't give a fuck about you. Like he de- literally like he shows up. He comes to life the second time after they get the hat back, and then he's like, "Oh no, I'm melting." <laughs> like they don't even play or do anything. He just immediately goes, "Oh shit, I'm melting." Did they pause a moment when they heard him holler stop when they got yes, to the traffic because cop? They, yeah, because the cops just told him to stop, and he doesn't understand because he's a three minute old snowman, <laughs> and he almost gets busted. But then the children explain to the cop that he's a magically alive snowman, and he lets him go. Oh, instead of you know arresting the kids for being on. The other type of white powder. That's like, no, no, wow, he's which, a magical snowman. Which, That's I don't know, is the school day over, or are they on recess still? <laughs> they skipped oh, the yeah, entire... She, fuck math she, class in particular. She, we're, we're done. We're going up to play. She gets on the freaking train with him, saying, well, I'm sure my mom will be okay as long as I'm back before dinner. Oh, okay. She is, is it, not yeah. back before dinner. Was that That's the... how adults were back in the day. What, did the streetlights I mean, come yeah. on yet? No, she's fine. <laughs> was, uh, <laughs> was that was that the plot to the Polar Express? As long as I'm off the train before dinner? Oh, it was, and he left right after dinner. 
Okay, so Dan just broke a lot of hearts today <laughs> with his analysis of Frosty. Watch it again and try to give a fuck about any character. In but you know what? I've watched some of the old, the Rankin-Bass stuff. Well, this is a like, short Rankin-Bass. This is a half-hour TV yeah, Rankin-Bass yeah. and an hour TV. I mean, the hour ones are almost all great. Yeah. I mean, I don't particularly find them to be as enthralling as they were when I was younger, but I can still appreciate them. Like, Also, this was an animated Rankin-Bass, not a Claymation Rankin-Bass. Claymation ones are so much fun, though. <clears throat> the... Uh, our neighbors, because well, uh, our complex is all townhouses, and there's a row of townhouses across from us, and one of them has a full-size bumble that they put out every year, which is awesome. That always makes me happy to see that. He's got, like, the scarf and everything and the big wave. I think it's an inflatable, but it's just cool to see that stuff. We have some, we have some Christmas cheer in our complex. Although it's it's hard to decorate some of the townhouses. Like the most decorating I could possibly do would be to put up a, a string of lights in the windowsill or something, but But we yeah. Used to have a, we at least used to have a Christmas Snoopy inflatable. Aw. I love <laughs> my wife hates them, she says they're tacky. But I love the houses that just buy up like all the inflatables that you can get at Home Depot. They just get all of them. So you drive by, and there's just 12 inflatables waving at you. There's like... There's... It, it's, a, it's a thing, right? One or two, cute, ten, tacky. Tacky. <laughs> I, I love them, though. There's like, like oh, cool, there's there's Jack Skellington, there's Garfield, there's Snoopy, there's... <laughs> there's everyone just waving at me. <laughs> so this, this always makes for a funny story. So my, uh... My Italian... The Italian side of the family we're going for here... Um, uh, the Gabagool. Yes, them. Well, they, uh, this, one day my dad picked me up from college. I don't remember why he was specifically picking me up, like where we needed to go and why he was driving me. Um, and he picked me up and we kind of went, kind of, we did whatever we were going to do. We might've just been Christmas shopping, something like that. Like he probably came down and met me and then we went shopping for the family. That was something my dad and I always did together. It was always, I know my dad doesn't listen to this show, so I could tell the story, but I used to love when, like, my mom would request, like, a CD or something, and my dad was just the worst at shopping for music, because my dad is still one of those guys who still only listens to, like, the 60s channel and doo-wop, and doesn't know anything past, like, 1975. So, we're going to the CD section, and my mom's, of course, requesting something contemporary, and he can't find it, because... <laughs> He doesn't know how to browse for them, and he's reading stuff and attempting to pronounce it and just butchering it so terribly and ripping on album art. <laughs> we could do an entire podcast of just my dad being an old man <laughs> reacting to stuff. Well, and... I mean, there is that thing about, like, falling out of contemporary music as soon as you graduate high school or college. Yeah, but I haven't. I still listen to contemporary music. I actually more recently discovered that modern pop music I actually enjoy. And I used to shit on it for like 10 years. And now I listen to it regularly. I definitely do not. <laughs> oh, but I do. Like I put on the, I put on the contemporary channel and they're just like, Oh, here's an Adele song. Here's Sia. Here's Camelia Cabello. Here's Taylor Swift. I'm like, this is awesome. Crank up that volume. And everybody's like, I can't believe you listen to that. And I'm like, well, what do you listen to? And then I hear some of the awful stuff that other people listen to that I don't like. 
I'm like, well, your opinion is not valid because the music you I listen to. I only listen to Tibetan throat singers. <laughs> exactly. See. <laughs> so you, what is your? Ugh. That's one of those things. Oh my god. I don't understand why people adored Penny on The Big Bang Theory. Other than like Kaylee Cuoco is hot. But that character was so mean to Sheldon at times. I remember they're they're throwing a party for his birthday. She's like, okay, what kind of music do you like? And he goes, well, I enjoy marching bands and Tibetan throat singing. And she goes, cool, no music it is. Like, bitch, he just told you what he liked. Because you don't you don't like it or understand it, you don't want to have it. Bullshit, bullshit, I say. Where was I going with this? Christmas shopping with what my kind dad. Of music do you like? <laughs> Both of them, country and western. Oh God! Yeah, if your the music you like involves involves drinking in your pickup truck, broken down on the side of the freeway, then well, at least it's broken down on the side of the freeway and you're not actively driving it. <laughs> which, uh, which, ironically enough, is a Ford F one fifty. God damn it, Eric! Um, you're on a fucking roll today. <laughs> Dude, your microphone breaks and you somehow get funnier. I think it's the frustration coming out. Like, I think that's what it is. Uh, I've, I'm done with these power outages. I'm just going to say whatever comes to mind. Son of a bitch. Okay, dude, I'm actually, like, fucking crying. Ford is an acronym. Stands for found on road dead. <laughs> Fix or repair daily. <laughs> uh, Pontiac might be the best one, but that, that acronym is not... Uh, appropriate for this type of show. Uh, what? What are you? What are you talking about? <laughs> you know it, don't you? I don't. Oh God, you're gonna make. Well, I'm currently on the Google machine. Oh God. Oh no. There's there's a oh, word. In... <laughs> okay, yes, there is a word in there. There's a word in there I can't say on the air. What? What are you talking about? Whatever word would be represented by the N thinks it's, it's a Cadillac. Understand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, that's our show today. <laughs> I think you did a good job of letting everyone know what it said without saying it. Oh my god! I just appreciate that you said it, not me. Somehow, we, how did we get to, get did we get here from telling a story about my dad? I don't know. I was talking about the movies I watched this week. <laughs> where where the this fuck? Is, this is what we do. This is what we do. And now yeah, we end up on cars. And since we're on cars, if you can take a trip anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I would talk to my friend, uh, Adrian. Or Emerson. Emerson A. Cotton. Yes, uh, emersoncotton.teletravel.com will get you where you need to go this holiday season. Uh, like the Fords. Dude, he went all in. He went all in when I mentioned that I wanted to go to Nashville. He emails me. He goes, here's a package you might be interested in. <laughs> uh, I would be, except that I probably wouldn't spend a whole seven days in just Nashville. And also, that was still too expensive for me. But, hey, he's thinking of me, and I appreciate that. And he can think of you guys, too. There's a lot in Tennessee, and there's a lot of Tennessee. So Yes. <clears throat> but, well, I have friends that live in Tennessee. Hi, Michelle. We miss you, yeah, you Eric, got, and I miss uh, you. Uh, Glenn Jacobs, mayor of Knox County. All right, if I'm going to Knox County, I'm meeting Glenn Jacobs. That's the thing. Like, I'm finding you're also him gonna, and meeting him. 
The World's Fair. The Wadfer? What about the yeah, Sun then... Sphere? Oh, you mean the Wigs Fair. Yes, because I've seen that. I Because I've been in Knoxville for a week. And that tower is still there. And it's, as far as I know, it's not full of wigs. <laughs> well, it might have changed in the 20 years since I've been there. <laughs> it's also probably dilapidated AF by now. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like a, a landmark, so they might take care of it. What about the sun? <laughs> but there's another World's Fair coming soon, right? Before Thursday? Good job, Millhouse. It's a World's Fair thing from the 70s. I think it's still going on. Eric, you got to watch more Simpsons, dude. You got to get in on your our casual Simpsons references. Andy Williams! Yeah, we don't have to stop here. Yes, yes we, we do! do. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I, I watch feel like more it's Simpsons. been a, a really long time, like ten years since I've seen The Simpsons. Bro, it's this, been this is all you gotta do. The movie, pretty much. Bro, this is all you gotta do. Watch seasons two through eight. Okay, that's all you all gotta right. do. That's all I want you to do. Watch seasons two through eight. Uh, if you 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 can choose to watch season one if you want. Uh, just just to see how well the show has improved since then. And after season eight, you can choose if you want to keep going because there's still good episodes. But that's season eight is pro- the last great se- overall season of The Simpsons. But that's all you got to do: watch seasons two, watch watch those seasons, and then you'll be able to pick up on a lot of Simpsons references because almost every Simpsons reference that we make probably comes from there. Like, what Simpsons references do we even make from later seasons? Everything's coming up Millhouse, probably one of the only ones. How, really, how later of a season is that? Uh, that's, I mean, that's in the double digits somewhere. Lower double digits, but... Yeah, because that's coming from when it's the one where Marge becomes an artist, and I know that's after season eight for sure. I mean, yeah, there's a couple... I mean, there's still good stuff after season eight, but the overall quality of the seasons goes down, because now you're, instead of an entire season being great, with one or two bumps along the way, now you're getting, oh, there were some good episodes in that season, but overall it wasn't so good. I mean, like, even now in season 33 or whatever they're on, there's still an occasional really good episode. But I think coming up Millhouse is in season 10. Okay, so you don't have to go that far to get to one of our jokes, but but you'll get most of the jokes. Where is a trilogy of error? Because that was like when I was in college. Uh, it has to be in in the early teens. 12 or 13, somewhere in there, Trilogy of yeah. Error. One of the later episodes Ooh. I do appreciate is when they do the 24 Minutes episode, which is the spoof of 24. And that's in a later season. That's like 17 or 18 when you get to that one. That one's really good. So yeah, if you want to plan a trip <laughs> to Nashville, Tennessee... Dude, I have to I have to backtrack so far now at <laughs> this damn <laughs> conversation. So your dad doesn't understand modern music, and we're talking mid mid to late nineties, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I have to finish the sponsor plug, which was for Adrian Motivational Vacations, and you guys really should book through him because he's helping keep this freaking podcast free for you, and that means a lot. So thank him and the patrons, which means you have to thank him twice because he's also a patron. Yes, because we are closing in on the big bill of renewing our uh, podcast hosting. Yep, so. New Year's Day. 
New Year's Day is when I have to pay the bills, folks. New Year's Day. Because I bought the server on January 1st, 2020. I specifically did it so I could have it for the new year. That was the plan, if you remember. Because we were shutting down, we were shutting down the old stuff. And I was like, I, we're just going to make a whole freaking podcasting channel. So, there you go. And Adrian helps out with that, so... Please book your vacation through him. It doesn't cost you anything, so there's no reason not to. There's just, there's just no reason not to. Um. So yeah. So God. you're dead. Yeah. You're not understanding modern music. Twenty right. Five like, thirty years ago. <laughs> attempt like like the year I got the Lincoln Park CD, and he goes, "Is this like Lincoln Park, New Jersey? They spelled it wrong." <laughs> we always got a kick out of that. And he couldn't. He also couldn't pronounce Evanescence. Which is a real word, by the way. It's not like it's a made-up word that the band came up with. Evanescence is an actual word in the dictionary. But he still couldn't pronounce it. So... Yeah. He even Stance? Yeah, Even Stance? Who's Evan's essence? Ugh. So... So he, pick, he picks me up one day, and we're, we're driving around in Clifton. That's where my aunt and uncle live. And... They do it big for Christmas. And they live in one of those urban New Jersey neighborhoods where they don't have a lot of yard space. The houses are pretty close together. Very, very tight space. But they utilize every square inch of their yard for decorating. He goes, because I, 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 I quipped her something like, hey, don't, doesn't like Aunt Debbie live around here? He goes, oh, yeah, you want to see their house real quick? I'll drive by. And he, as he's pulling into the neighborhood, he goes, now, I'm not going to tell you which house is theirs, but I want you to see if you can guess. And... On this street, this long street, which probably has like 20, 30-something houses on each side of the road, very stacked closely together, there's one house in particular that has about 12 inflatables all crammed into this small yard and has a very Griswold-style lighting grid. And I'm like, and everything is Disney. I'm like, I think I found it. <laughs> like, before we even got there, I'm like, I think that's the one. You can't miss it at all. And I hear planes landed on the highway <laughs> in an accident. Hey, that's a great home improvement Christmas episode when the kids are doing the lighting display and Tim and Al's plane is delayed from the snowstorm and then the kids do the lights and it's so bright that it helps the plane land in a blizzard. They're like, yeah, we won the contest and we helped land a plane. It's a Christmas miracle. But... What I was talking about with these inflatables is, like, if I ever do own a house and I have the option to get lots of them, I'm going to get lots of them. And I'm going to be super, super Just proud. make sure they're compatible and you don't end up with, like... No, I'm going to get classic characters that work. Like, like, Snoopy is bigger than Santa? Oh, okay, yeah. No, I get that, yeah. No, I'm going to get, like, the Grinch... Probably the Grinch. Uh, Jack Skellington. Probably a Jack Skellington. And see, that's just it. I wouldn't get like a Santa or a Frosty or anything contemporary. I would get like characters. Like I would get the Grinch and Jack and Snoopy. I, I do hope the Snoopy is smaller. Snoopy's bigger than Jack Skellington. That's going to be weird. But. Maybe Snoopy should be the Pumpkin King. Uh, maybe. Would that make Jack Skellington the Red Baron? World War II flying ace? 
Merry Christmas, my hey, friend. Before we revert back to Dan, because we've gone on a <laughs> hardcore tangent, can I can I just quickly tangent on one thing? I mean, you're asking permission. <laughs> I know, right? What am I even doing? Uh, can we can we just collectively agree that Linus and Lucy is not a Christmas song? Oh, it's. I always think of it as the Peanuts theme song. It's the Peanuts theme song. And it's the starting music in The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. So why the it's hell? All of them. So why is it played on the radio for Christmas time? Yeah, you know, I think because it's on the album. Because my sister has the record. It's a nice green color. And it's on there because the song is in the show. Oh, <laughs> so it's dude. on the soundtrack. <laughs> I didn't take this picture at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Dan, but I thought of you immediately because you know what they have in their gift shop? An entire wall of vinyls. Yeah, dude. And you would have you would have loved it. That would I have bet been. You they were probably overpriced. <laughs> uh possibly, but <laughs> but they had a very impressive collection. I mean, it was it it wasn't like when I say it was a wall. I mean, it's one of those where you know they have a lot of room and a lot of walls in this gift shop because it's not just a square room. So they've got just one long ass wall that's nothing but vinyls. I was like, Dad, I found Dan's section right here. You would have been coming through like crazy. Even if overpriced, I'd buy like like one. Because I'd be like, hey, I got this at the Rock and Roll. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm sure they're not just selling anything. I'm sure they're selling stuff, great stuff by Hall of Fame artists. Yeah, The Who, The Doors, The Beatles, The Stones. Like, that's, those are the ones I I observed immediately. I think it it was people in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. But they had Foo Fighters. If you ever wanted Foo Fighters on vinyl. Yeah, I would. Yes, I would. <laughs> yeah, I see? Exactly. If you, if you want to listen to Dave Grohl on vinyl. And make sure, because that new Taylor Swift vinyl sounds awful, because people don't know how to what, what 30 and 45 means. So. That was my favorite thing. It was like the next day. Places just overrun with negative reviews. Why is my a new... Taylor Swift versions sound like a man singing. Because you don't know. Playing too fucking slow. <laughs> because you don't know how to work a freaking record machine, you dumbasses. Uh, you know, that, that kind of reminds me of when uh, when Austin Powers puts the CD on the record player. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that reminds me of. Oh, God. I'm trying to adapt to technology. All right. So, to conclude the, fo- the, the past 25-minute rant, Frosty the Snowman apparently sucks. Moving on to the next thing that Dan watched. Good God. That's where we went I with watched that. The Man Who Invented Christmas. Oh, by the way, Frosty is hard to find. It's not on any official thing, so you might have to to your way to seeing it. Or buy a DVD. <laughs> or apparently, according to Dan, don't watch it at all. So, there you go. I just saved you 20 boobless <laughs> Well, that's a family guy joke, but Eric still needs to watch The Simpsons. The Man Who Invented Christmas, I watched. It is yeah, on t- Hulu. I never even heard of this. Tell me about this one. It is, I think it's Canadian made, as a matter of fact. Oh. It is about. How are uh, you now? Mr. Dickens. <laughs> As he's trying to write a Christmas Carol, okay. He writes um, 
what was his first book? Anyway, he writes one book. It's freaking fantastic. He goes on a world tour about it. And then his next two books suck. So now he's stuck between a rock and a hard place. He has to come up with a new book relatively soon to get his name back out there and to get money again. And then I would say hella liberties are taken in this. I'm sure it's historical that like when he was writing a book, he made the characters took over his life or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it's like pretty hardcore into that stuff. Where, like, he literally has Scrooge in the room with him as he's writing the book. And the other characters show up and mess with him. But it's an enjoyable time. I wouldn't say it's like a must-watch every year kind of thing, but we're going to watch it a few times. Through the years. Okay. Um, Sounds interesting. The next one I saw was a Muppet Family Christmas. It is also classic. Not readily available. I don't think it's readily available at all because there's a ton of music in it. Oh well, that would probably explain it. And so, music rights are an issue. All right, Muppet Family. There's a couple of Muppet like Christmas specials. Is this the one that involves the Sesame Street Muppets and Fraggle Rock and pretty much gets everybody together? Everyone ends up there. So. The regular, the, the Muppet Show Muppets are going to Ozzy's mother's farmhouse for Christmas. But yeah, they haven't is... told her, so she's planning on going to Malibu. And then they show up. Well, first shows up Doc and Sprocket from Fraggle Rock. They are renting the house for Christmas to get away. <clears throat> and have a nice country Christmas. A nice quiet and, Christmas away from Muppet shenanery. And then, hello! And then here come the Muppet Show Muppets. And they're all there. And then stuff happens there. And there's a whole thing about the turkey that shows up trying to not get made into the dinner and all that. And then all of a sudden, the Sesame Street Muppets just come walking up Carolyn. And then they decide they're going to stay at the house. And every <laughs> once in a while they come up with, because uh, like Doc and Sprocket were like, well, we were going to have the whole house. And we at least still have the main bedroom. And then it becomes, you're going to have to build bunk beds for you to live through you and the dog. Doc. Jesus. And then by the end, it's some of you are going to have to <clears throat> sleep being hung from the hook on the back of a door. And then they're like, well, animal sleeps that way anyway. <laughs> um, I do that. There comes a point where Robin is in the basement and he's like, I think that's a fraggle hole. So they go in there and Hermit and then meet some fraggles and they have a song. And then the whole thing is about Miss Piggy still in the city. She has a fashion shoot. And then she has some last minute gifts to get. And there's a nasty storm coming through. And she gets stuck out there. So Doc goes out there to find her. And they find her. And then the whole like last 20 minutes is just nonstop songs. <laughs> it's but fun. It's I remember. Because it brings all of them together. All the ones that were that existed at that point in the, I believe, late 80s. All come together. Jim Henson shows up at the end. 
And he was like, oh, I think you're going to have a Merry Christmas. Well, Sprocket, someone's got to take care of these dishes. So Jim Henson and Sprocket watch the dishes while everyone <laughs> continues to sing. Dude, I remember, like, that was a big complaint I started having about a lot of the modern Muppet stuff. I was like, they have all these franchises, and the big thing right now are all these crossover events. Why don't you just utilize this to your advantage and have the Muppets, like, that was... One of the coolest things about uh, Muppets Take Manhattan is that the Sesame Street Muppets are all there at the wedding. Like, yeah, because they're just on a different street. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. In New York City. Exactly. So I wish I really wish they would do more stuff like that. But good, I'm glad so you liked all it all together for this because this like, I remember seeing it as a kid. It's really good. It's real fun. Um, it, it's it's very rare the Muppets do something like. Muppets in Space is an exception to the Muppet rule. Generally, the Muppet stuff is good. It's still it's still enjoyable, but it's not great like all the rest of the stuff is. Yes. And yesterday, I was going to watch Bad Santa. I found it. It's on Pluto TV, but when I hit play, it was in Spanish. <laughs> that is unfortunate. And I was like, why? I don't... Yeah, okay. So I called an audible and I watched Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire. You know, of course, still season one, episode one. Yeah, still to this day, the best Simpsons Christmas episode. There have been others, but I still think that's the best one. And it has some fantastic <clears throat> moments. Like, And I'm sure people... And it's like, like the thing like when we were doing the show regularly, like... There's moments you remember, you just don't remember what episode they're from. And, like, I always remember the, the tattoo. Bart sneaks away in the mall, gets a tattoo. It says it's going to say mother on it. And he thinks it's going to be cool. And they spend all of the money that they had on the laser surgery. Yeah, by the well, way. At Christmas. How the fuck long were they of- Christmas shopping that he got away long enough to get almost an entire completed tattoo with color? <laughs> by the way. I mean, as an adult, we know that now. But as a kid, it seemed plausible. For more on this, check out real-time reviews when we watch Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire. And we pause and totally make that commentary. Uh, It's so good. And it's also one where it shows you that even though Homer is an idiot, he actually loves and cares for his family. Dude, I that's what I love about that episode. Homer goes so hardcore to give his family the perfect Christmas. He really tries. And kudos to him for pulling it off in the end anyway. So I didn't get to watch today's yet. Because I kind of woke up, did a few things, and then we started getting ready to record. Yes. We're, we're recording this on a Sunday afternoon. Um... So, uh, today's random movie is going to be, oh good, finally, because I have three versions of Christmas Carol and none of them have come up yet. It's the <laughs> Patrick Stewart version of Christmas Carol. I've never seen that one, so I look, I'm looking forward to your review of it. So, well, let's see if I can find where it is. Patrick Stewart Christmas Carol. Hey, should we make the announcement? being on TNT. So. Should we make the announcement for next weekend? Next weekend is our 69th episode. Yes. Thanks. And we are nice. going to do it live. Uh, we just, I just don't know when yet. So <clears throat> I am 
supposed to go up and see my family for Christmas next weekend, and I don't know how that's going to all play out just yet. Um, we're we're talking about possibly just because I'm working late on Friday. We're talking about possibly getting the drive done Friday night, spending the night, maybe doing stuff Saturday, coming home Saturday evening. So it might have to be another Sunday recording. Um, but if it is, we'll let you guys know. I uh, just got to work that out with your two schedules and mine and figure out how we're going to do that. But we're going to do it live. Uh, we're going to do it on webcam. And we're going to celebrate the birth of Dan. Oh, yes. And we're going to do... We're going to talk about whatever Dan wants to talk about, because this is birthday episode. So, like, you know, pick topics and stuff that you want to do. I mean, if you want to do an entertainment challenge, we'll do that. If you want to, whatever you want to do. It's your birthday. And we'll be doing it live so we can take live questions and comments and all that fun stuff. <laughs> Sunday would probably, we might actually do it around the same time we're doing this one. Probably would be a good, a good time to do it. Uh, that was another thing. I want to get some feedback from the listeners. If eventually this podcast evolves past its audio-only format and we do start doing stuff on YouTube, more podcast stuff on YouTube, because um, I, th I think eventually what I want to do is I want to kind of do like what StarTalk does, where it's a webcam presentation on YouTube, but then there are there's still an audio version that you guys can listen to, right? Because I'll still release the audio versions, but I think, I think the, the video stuff as we're getting more comfortable with it, would be fun to do. We don't have to necessarily do that live, but if we were going to make them live recordings, can I get some feedback from listeners at what would be a good time to attempt to schedule that? What would be a time where you'd be able to listen to us talk live and be able to comment and everything like that? Like, yes, obviously, it has to match up with the three of our schedules, right? Like, that's a thing. But if it was, like, during the week, I can actually request my schedule to get me out but a certain time every day. Like, that's something I can ask for. So if that ends up being the case, we can do it that way. But, like, it has to just be something. But I want to make sure it's something that I know a lot of people would be around to participate in. Because... The more people available, the better the content is because then we can we can change the show on the fly. We can do live questions and comments and respond to stuff. So, All right. so uh, Patrick Stewart, Christmas Carol is available on Hulu, but I think it's be only if you have like the live TV because it's through TNT because it was made for TNT. Okay. Well. Or you can find it if you have TV or whatever, and you have TNT, if you use your login credentials on, like, their app or whatever, you can get it that way. Well, I have Plex, so we'll, we'll, we'll get you stuff if you need it. TNT. So that's what I'm doing when we're done here. Alrighty. So <clears throat> I've made tons of announcements. I want to quickly give some shout-outs to our partner shows. Blake and Sal Show. Again, congratulations on 400 episodes. Please keep going, guys. United We Fan Podcast with Mark and Brian. Quick shout-out to Mark. I believe he got his coordinator status back again. So good for him. Eric, you give some feedback on whether that's a good thing or not. Um, I enjoyed coordinating. <laughs> that's, uh, that's it. That's all the feedback I got. <laughs> yes. Right. Okay. And then... Uh, <clears throat> and uh, our friend Tom over at the Watch Me Cook channel on YouTube. Check out Tom. 
And when I start getting the YouTube channels up and running, because I'm probably going to do separate YouTube channels, I'm going to connect them to our channel, and then I'm going to start putting in some of the partner stuff, and that will be one of the ones I'm going to go for. Uh, as far as the live episode goes, thank you for reminding me, Eric. Uh, Eric is on call next week, so we might have him, and we also might lose him. So that is the thing that we have to we have to consider. So I'll throw this out here right now, since we're going to do a live episode for Dan's birthday. Uh, Dan, if you would like to invite on a potential guest host in case we do end up losing Eric, you get to choose who joins us. Okay. So, here you go, guys. <laughs> if Dan likes you, he might choose you. If you buy me something nice <laughs> on, for Wednesday, my birthday, then by <laughs> Friday or Saturday. <laughs> he might, yeah. So, this is your opportunity, guys. If you ever wanted to be on the show, do it live. Uh, I can be bought. No. <laughs> I mean, we all can. Uh, all y'all need. I mean, everyone has a price for the million dollar man. You need a webcam? And you need a Discord. Discord's free to sign up for, so just do it. That's how we've gotten gotten a couple of people to do podcasts with us. That's actually how we initially got Jeff and Mark to join us on the show. That's how we got Katie to join us on Park Hopper. You join the Discord, give me your, your name, and then I sign you up for the Nerd Table channel. And you can just join us. So, yeah. Um, does anybody else have anything they want to discuss before we move into spoiler territory for this week? Have you guys done anything Christmassy in the four days since we last recorded? Because we recorded late last. I mean, I have. I've been doing. What'd you do? Well, at at work because I work for a competent company that actually you know has fun. (laughs) I've we've actually had like little twelve days of Christmas stuff going on. So we're doing a secret Santa. So I've got some ideas planned there. Uh, we they, they put up a Christmas tree and everybody was allowed to bring in an ornament. I haven't contributed one yet, but I just bought an ornament at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's the vinyl record, the vinyl 45 that says Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on it. And I think that'll be my contribution because everybody knows I went there. Everybody was apparently looking at my pictures. Although I think they were more fascinated with the Christmas Story House than the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But, hey, it is what it is, man. I mean... <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, Christmas Story House was awesome, but I saw James Hetfield's guitar, okay? And I may have wept a little, so I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, seeing <laughs> seeing the BB gun wasn't the same thing as seeing Papa Head's guitar in person. Papa Head's? <laughs> That's what Eric called him when he came on some of all thrills. He called him Papa Head. Which I, which I think you got from me, because... That came from Chris Jericho. So, yes. I mean, Eric also would have wept when he saw the Michael Jackson stuff. Big fan. Big fan. Good music. The way, the way you make me feel. Come <laughs> um, on. We had the Christmas cookie stuff. The Christmas cookie stuff was nuts. Okay, so here's how this went. So everybody was supposed to, it was supposed to be a cookie swap, right? So everybody mm-hmm. brought in cookies, they put them out, and then people were going to uh, basically swap out. And I wasn't able to participate because I had forgotten about it, and I don't really have, like, a unique Christmas cookie recipe anyway. So I was like, okay, I'm just not going to participate. And then eventually they come in, toward, 
you know, getting towards like the afternoon, they're like, hey, uh, if you want cookies, you can go ahead and just help yourself to whatever you want. I'm like, oh, what about the swap thing? They're like, yeah, there's too many cookies. So just go and help yourself. By too These many... ones were donated by Mr. and Mrs. Entiman. <laughs> well, here's the thing. By too many cookies, that translated to literally half the conference table was covered in cookies. So I took what I thought was a very liberal helping of cookies. And I didn't even put a remote dent into that pile. Because, oh my god, there were so many cookies. There were just cookies out the ass. But I'd like to compliment all of my coworkers that every cookie I had was delicious. There were no bad cookies in the bunch, and that that's helpful. Not not that I don't think I don't think it's hard to just have good Christmas cookies in general, but you know what I mean. Some people do like the weird recipe. Buddy, I didn't mystery. know that there was bad food out there until I started going to church cook-offs and shit. <laughs> and then you realize there's you can fuck up a brownie. Yeah, you can. You can make bad chili. Bad chili, that's actually easy to make. <laughs> I think so. I think it's harder to make good chili. Oh, yeah, you there, there yeah, there's some bad food out there. Like, for example, you can go to a restaurant with a really cool haunted house theming and be all excited for it, and then you try the food and your excitement level drops significantly. So that was my restaurant review. It was all show, no go. All show, no go. <laughs> I love that. Ah, I gotta leave a Yelp review now. All show, no go. <laughs> Their food made me go. No, I'm kidding. It didn't do that. Just, oh, well, I mean, all food eventually. It wasn't satisfying food. We'll put it that way. And Eric, how disappointing is that when you have when you eat food and it just doesn't satisfy you? I mean it's pretty bad. Especially like if you're if if that's what you've been craving all day. Or you know you've looked it up a week before you went there, so it's been it's been one of the you've been thinking about it. of you going mm. to that place. Yeah. It's like, how can I put it this way? It's like going to McDonald's, ordering fries and an ice cream, and then they tell you the ice cream machine's down, so you're disappointed in that, and then they give you soggy-ass fries. Well, all right. If you're going to... If you're going to... Average, an average trip to McDonald's. <laughs> if you're going to McDonald's to get ice cream, you're already doing it wrong. The machine never works. What time, I swear, was it McDonald's or Burger King? We went there after, like, a, a long freaking thing. And we, I ordered a chocolate milkshake. And I got a vanilla milkshake that was the color of chocolate. <laughs> How does that work? Because that shit tasted like it was vanilla, but it looked like it was chocolate. Would they just put food coloring in a vanilla milkshake and be like, here, I you- didn't put the chocolate. They just put the co- I don't know. It was really weird. And it was, like... Really off-putting. He won't know the fucking difference. Just give it to him. This tastes like vanilla. You know what, though? I would have preferred a vanilla milkshake anyway. This drink tastes like piss and flies. <laughs> I, I, oh, Jay and Silent Bob would know what that tastes like. <laughs> Dude, yo, does this taste like piss and flies to you? That's a movie on my hit list, by the way, for real-time reviews. Clerks. Original Clerks. Clerks 2? I thought that one. Well, 
Well, what I kind of want to do for real-time reviews, if we do movies, is I kind of want to treat it like we did with Talk and Talkies. Right, Dan? Where something's coming out in the theater that's going to get us hype, so we watch something related to it for a review. Mm-hmm. So, like, when Clerks 3 is about to come out, we can watch OG Clerks and Clerks 2 and be like, hey, check it out. We're going to review these. Um, yeah. No, but we've been doing we've been doing Christmas stuff, and... We, we had the ugly sweater contest, which was really just an excuse to dress festively. I don't have an ugly Christmas sweater, but I've got the um, the Christmas vacation matching sweaters. I have, why is the carpet all wet, Todd? I don't know, Margot. So I wore my half of it. Obviously, my wife doesn't work there, so there was nobody to match with me, but I still wore it. And then when it got too hot, I took it off, and I was had my Griswold family vacation t-shirt on underneath, which everybody appreciated, too. So... But I was not going to win any contests at work with a monochrome because it's just a red sweater with the wording on it. P- Some people came in; they had like, like three D, three D reindeer, like stuffed reindeer sewn into the sweater. They had jingle bells. The one girl came in in a full elf costume. Like I can't compete with. Was that. it? Are they actually sweaters? Or it's just it's a thing that drives me nuts. Is the whole I'm going to win a Christmas ugly Christmas sweater contest with a sweatshirt with a printout on it. No, no, these were the legitimate sweaters. I was the one with... Actually sweaters? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, some people had, like, like shirts and stuff with patterns on it that weren't actually sweaters. None of them won anything. But kudos to everybody who participated. And we have other stuff coming up. Um, The big thing I'm looking forward to is on the 23rd, they rented out a private theater for us at Penn Cinema, and we're going to go watch Christmas Vacation on the big screen. And I'm really looking forward to that. Because I don't think I've ever seen Christmas Vacation cost? on the big screen. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not asking. They're also opening a brand new building, so I'm not asking anything about cost right now. <laughs> I ain't asking shit about that. Uh, did you guys see my starring roles? My quote-unquote yes, starring dude. roles You're in the like commercials? The state- the face of the company. I'm really not. That was that's like two things that they also done. also you pissed hot on the freaking drug test, bro. What's up? Yeah, that? I did, <laughs> dude. And that guy like fucking full on. Oh yeah, he gives you the heave. Oh, like the <laughs> he does it like an umpire. That was the yeah. So, yeah, but like not not like an umpire. Like a guy pretending to be an umpire. <laughs> like it's freaking. Well, he's not really an umpire. You can tell. So. Yeah, they um they used me for a commercial for the licensing department because they wanted to have somebody from the licensing department do the narration. Mm-hmm. So, and they used my first take, which I appreciated because I kind of strive on being a, a one take kind of guy. You know, one take Okerlund, right, Dan? Mm-hmm. I I take six, I take pride in that. Six, six takes Seth. <laughs> no, it's Seth Green own joke about himself yeah no no we're not (laughs) 187th take kubrick (laughs) that was the first thing i said i'm like do not stanley kubrick me and they're like what i'm like we're i'm like i'm if if we're hitting like the 12th take i'm gonna be out because i'm not doing 180 takes for you no we did three and they used they used my first one they said which was cool nailed it but while I was while we were preparing to do that, they were shooting another commercial thing about the drug test. You know, hey, we offer this this program where if you if your employee fails a drug test, we'll we'll put them through a class so we can get them back to work. Like, 
And they had me play the employee that gets fired, which was really funny because the first take we did, they used the second take. The first take we did, I didn't know he was going to start yelling in my face. And as soon as he did, I started laughing. And they're like, can we try that again without the laughter? I'm like, can you prepare me next time? Because if I knew he was going to do that, I might have been able to compose myself. But yeah, the umpire throwout was an ad lib and it was fantastic. And then the best part was I didn't realize I was going to be in the second part of the commercial either, like taking the class to get rehired. What they did was they're like, hey, sit there and talk about licensing. So they have the girl come up to me and ask me a question like, hey, this guy's on the phone to talk about doing a title transfer. And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, I'll take the call and I'll explain to him, blah, blah, blah. And then there's no audio. So it had nothing to do with it. But there's only two Chris's that work there. And the other Chris was the director for everything. So that was a Chris project. But it was fun. I I like doing it. And I got I got a real kick out of seeing the final the final product. Because I thought the commercial was hysterical. You know, and that's just it. Because they, they, they've they asked me before, they're like, do you have any actual feedback on, like, commercials and stuff here? And I said, put a little bit of humor into stuff. You know, be serious, get your message across. But have a little bit of entertaining, entertainment going on. Because I think people appreciate that more than just a boring, dry-out thing. When I was in college, we used to do the... Uh, Oh God, I'm, I can't remember the name of the segment and all the clips I have from it are on an external hard drive stowed away in a closet. And I'm not digging it out to hook it up right now and tell you, but like. She went to college? Oh my God. <laughs> so we would do this, we would do this segment for the campus news show. I think it was called Student Views. And we would just go out and ask random kids on campus a question. And they were always really funny really fun questions that would get some pretty funny responses. But they were generally pretty pretty easy stuff to answer. We would like we would ask them, hey, what was your favorite childhood TV show? And then we would just put in the montage of everybody answering the question. Then we would sometimes stage some stuff for humor, but the best one we ever did was we asked, because this is a thing in New Jersey, is there a central Jersey? Because the big debate is no, there's only North and South Jersey, and then people from Central Jersey get insulted. They're like, no, there's a Central Jersey. So we would ask people that, and we got some really spirited answers. But the one week, the main guy who controlled the segment, because I was the on-screen talent, but the main guy who controlled the segment was absent that week. So one of the girls took over, and she had a really cool idea, but it was a huge bomb when we did it, which was like, Tell us about women who inspire you, which would make for a great news segment. But our piece was supposed to be kind of fun. So we only ended up with like four responses that we could use. And it just like there was no entertainment value to it because you just can't you, you can't take a topic like that and make it entertaining. Because I, I feel like if you tried to make something like that entertaining, it might get insulting. We also, I remember we also did one about baseball when baseball season was kicking in and that one got some rough responses too. But when we were asking people about, you know, is there a central Jersey? We had students lining up to be on this, <laughs> to, to rant about it. And it ended up being really good stuff. So I think I used one of those clips as a... Uh, yeah, I used one of those clips as my in my portfolio, and I don't remember which one, but sometimes that's all you need is the, the entertainment stuff. 
Well, that's the, 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 the delineation between areas and estate are always an interesting thing, like wh where the arbitrary line is. But my favorite slash least favorite one is upstate New York, because that's the entire state except for New York City and Long Island. <laughs> yeah, Orange County, New York, I would never consider upstate New York. But apparently, because because it literally touches New Jersey, it touches Vernon. Orange County, New York touches Vernon. It's 15 minutes down the road from where I grew up, but they're just like, no, that's upstate New York. I'm like, the fuck it is? It's north <laughs> that's of the southern city. New York if I ever saw it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Is it true that more people live in New York City than live in New York State? Is that is that uh, an actual it statistic? Be, it might be close or equal. Yeah, I was trying to, I'm trying to remember if that's like an actual statistic or not. It might be. I know they did, like, uh, more people live in Manhattan than all of Alaska or some shit like that. Well, no shit. <laughs> yeah, but then just I talk about the little city versus the entire fucking state. And the state's huge. Yeah, but, yeah. but state's all freaking wilderness. <clears throat> well, that's uh, the entire state of Wyoming doesn't even have a million people in it. Like, I think the census population of Wyoming is like 800,000. There aren't even a million people in that state. And Wyoming is a big state. But it's, there's, and there's lots and lots of land. Casper, Wyoming. Cowboy Chris Jericho from Casper, Wyoming. You know that story, Dan? Yeah, the, who is the cowboy? That was supposed to be his first gimmick in wrestling. They're going to make Chris, the promoter is going to make Chris Jericho a cowboy from Casper, Wyoming. And he's like, I don't want to do this. And the promoter's like, all right, fine. You don't have to do it. And then he goes, man, imagine, imagine any other person trying that shit out on Vince McMahon. Here comes some kid who's had zero matches. And they're like, I'm not going to do your idea. He would have been still, you'd, he either would have told me to fuck off and fire me on the spot, or he would have made me the silliest cowboy in the world with assless chaps in the nines. So, there are 20 million people in all of New York and about eight and a half in New York City. So, it's close. So, almost half of the entire state's population is in one city. That's still Well, it is the biggest city in the entire country. It is. It is. <laughs> it is. Not going to lie. It is. We know that. And, you know, just the individual boroughs are ridiculous with their population. Because I think like three million people are in Manhattan. Yeah, and they live all on top of each other. I know. I would never live in an actual city, a city city. I like my country. I'm a country boy. Enjoy the suburban life I have now. I lived, I grew up rural. <laughs> That's just For it. the most part. And I'm sure it's easier now, but I fucking hated going at least, going 20 minutes to get to a grocery store and 45 to get to a good one. See that shit doesn't bother me because that's what I grew up with, so I'm, I'm I feel very yeah. spoiled. That yeah. stuff bothers me because that's what I grew up. With. And Eric's just like fuck this, fuck that noise. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, not that I would go anywhere anyway. I would just, I at that point I just oh, uh, order what's it called shipped, and just have the groceries delivered to me. I mean, you can still do that. I would love if uh, what's that Amazon Now service? Where is that? What it's, isn't it called? Like Amazon Now, where like you can order groceries and in in less than four hours they'll have it delivered right to your house. 
It's like a dr- uh, I think it's a drone service. Oh, I don't know if it's a drone service. I think it's, a, it's still a person. I think it's just like Shift, except just for um, yeah. What's the store that they bought? They 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 own Whole Foods. Yeah, they own Whole Foods. Uh, we don't have a Whole Foods. We haven't had the the rep show up. That's a great South Park episode, by the way, where the Whole Foods. We have rep a shows Whole up. Foods a mile and a half away from here. Do you love your Whole Foods? Are you I mean, obsessed with your Whole Foods? Awesome. But it is good because, like, if you have to return an Amazon thing, you can just go to the Whole Foods because they have an Amazon whatever there, like a holding a holding thing. You can put your package there, and they'll send it back to the stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was like I never. I think now I would probably use that service uh, just because I live. You know, pretty close to Detroit, where you know, if when you order something, instead of having it come to your house, you can actually have it go to like Whole Foods, and you can just pick yeah. it up on your way home. Yep, you can do that too. Yeah, <laughs> I know they do that with like the Rite Aids, and there's a couple other places. Uh, I mean, uh, there there are some yeah. things I would prefer to like. Yeah, there there is a couple of things I would prefer to not actually have to go out and get. Like, I don't mind grocery shopping. Um, other than the fact that my wife won't let me do it because she knows me too well. She knows I will get the stuff that she doesn't want me to get, and I'll also buy too much stuff for me. So she actually doesn't let me do the grocery shopping. And she's right. She shouldn't. <laughs> she, I just like... Hey, Shannon, terrible news. There were no milk, so I bought, like, 18 Reese's and some Butterfingers. <sighs> I, I I will not confirm or deny if that is There's milk happened. in chocolate. <laughs> I mean, that goes together, right? <laughs> How would you like your eggs and milk in a chocolate cake? Oh, she, well, I mean, I mean, that just it just happened the other day. It, uh, the other day. Black Friday. Good. Uh, on Black Friday, on the way home from work, she goes, can you please stop at the grocery store and pick up some rolls? And I was like, okay. She's like, yeah, so we can have turkey sandwiches for dinner because we got the leftover turkey from Thanksgiving. I'm like, okay, I'll go get some rolls. Is there anything else that we need? And she's like, yes, we are out of milk. Can you get some milk? I said, okay, I will get some milk. Well, I got the rolls in the milk. I also got cereal and cookies and bought a couple other things I just wanted. And she's like, and I'm like, I'm like, she's like, I sent you for two things. You came home with six. I'm like, hey, that's a personal best. All right. <laughs> hey, I came back with what you asked for. Yeah. Well, that was that was a funny episode of Home Improvement, too. God, I got to go back that's and watch win. that show. They they send the kids grocery shopping and they come back and they've got like chips and cookies and crap. And they're like, hey, 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 hey what are you guys doing? I sent you with enough money to get everything on the list. You should not have had extra room for this. And then they realize that there's, like, dented cans and, like, damaged boxes and stuff that they got for discounts. They're like, we're smart, savvy shoppers. <laughs> like, that's awesome. <laughs> yes. Nice. Yeah. You got to appreciate the, that kind of the stuff. The mystery like. cans with the label have fell off during transit. Oh, we got another Simpsons joke. When Jasper freezes himself in the Quickie Mart and Apu opens the, freak, the Freaky Mart. To show off the Iceman in the freezer. And one of the attractions is the 
is the can with no label. The label fell off many years ago. What could be inside? Mister, some kind of meat, perhaps? Dog food? The world may never know. And people are taking pictures of it. It's like, yeah, you could open it and it could be Chef Boyardee or it could be <laughs> it dog food. could be Fancy Feast. Who knows? You may never, the world will never know until you open the can. One of my buddies in high school. Schroding, Schrodinger's. Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's can. Schrodinger's can. This may or may not contain something you want to eat. There was a one of my buddies in high school. He had a can of Pepsi on his desk. It was factory sealed with no soda in it. Which I thought was hysterical. I wonder if he still has it, too. It was just, he had this can of Pepsi. And I'm like, he's, I'm like, what? He's like, hey, pick that can of soda up. And I pick it up. Like, there's nothing in here. He's like, exactly. He also. Well, one of those ones, because, like, there's ones, like, if you're, if it gets warm enough or whatever, like, the soda inside the can will evaporate and the can is still sealed. Oh, I don't, I think it was an actual, like, factory seal error. Because, like, they, they bought, like, a, a case of Pepsi cans and th- it was in there. So they just kept it as a cool little novelty to have. Dude, I remember same same friend too. Uh, Ian, if you're listening to this, I don't think I don't know if you are, but if you are, we need to have you on the show sometime because Ian's a musician now too, and it'd be cool to have him on. But his his dad owned one of the uh, one of like the old Monopoly games. It was so old that the rope was still made of metal, like as a playing piece. It wasn't like a first generation Monopoly, but it was one of the super early generations. I'm like, dude, you got to hold on to that. That's going to be worth some money. Or uh, Clue, I meant, not um, Monopoly. They did. They have old Monopolies, too. They have a really old Monopoly where, like, the houses are just uh, triangles, basically. Like, green and red pegs. Yes, I remember. And the, the, the board made is of, super made basic. Yeah. Yeah, they're, like, made of wood. Yeah, he's, but he's got the Clue with the, the, the steel rope. And I'm like, dude, you got all. Oh yeah, I remember. Stuff. I remember the metal, the metal weapons and the. Hey, I, I think it's cool. Just, kno- yeah. I mean, I think it's cool just knowing that I own some vintage video games that are worth some money. Like, you know, I've got a Super Nintendo cartridge of some games that, if I were to put that shit on eBay, they would be worth quite a bit of money. I would I wish. <clears throat> I knew back then what I know now, and I would have just held on to like my Super Metroid, my Legend of Zelda, right. my Chrono Trigger. I mean, what was the circumstances of you "quote unquote" losing them? I traded them in for like yeah. PlayStation games and stuff like that. See, yeah. my my some of that stuff for me is I was going to college, and my parents freaking sold them to help pay for college. <laughs> it's like there's no keeping those. They're gone. They were gone for a reason. We actually do have a rare Nintendo game. Like OG NES. Uh, My sister has all the NES stuff, but they made a sequel to Tiny Toon Adventures, the NES game. It's like Tiny Toon Adventures 2 Trouble in Wacky Land. And it's like a theme park and anthology type game where there's like six different levels. You play as a different character in a theme park attraction. But it's one of the rare games. We also have Bubble Bobble Part 2, which is apparently a, a more rare title. I mean, they're not worth... I mean, they're not worth Nintendo World Championship money. 
but they're worth more than just an average trade-in. You know what I mean? So I think it's cool that, like, we own some of that stuff just because we got it. And it's just like, well, you have it, and it's worth something now because... Like, I know that uh, if you own Mario Party 3 on N64, that one's worth a little bit of money because it wasn't manufactured as much. I own uh, Bomberman The Second Coming, which is worth over $100 if I were to sell it. I know I Conker's Bad Fur Day is worth over $100 now. I have that. So, like, yeah, it's, it's cool that, like, what the stuff ends up being worth is actually pretty friggin' cool. So, I mean, do you guys have anything that you've collected that you're holding on to in case it does become valuable someday? Like, I, I still have all my Funko Pops in their boxes. I got my Funko yeah. Pops, but I'm not holding on to that for money. Because Funko Pops aren't sealed shut. Okay, so true. They're not going to be like that. But I still haven't taken them out of the boxes. because I All of mine are out of box. Yeah. I have, which, okay, you're going to laugh at me. So when Skyrim first came out, I bought two copies of it, and one is unopened. And then they just keep fucking re-releasing this goddamn game. So that ain't <laughs> worth a damn thing anymore. So I'm just like, all right, that's cool. Well, I've got, you know, I've got, we've got the original Legend of Zelda, the gold cartridge. My Ocarina of Time and my Majora's my Majora's Mask copy is the gold cartridge with the holofoil, uh, the holofoil label, which apparently is the one that's worth the most. By worth the most, I mean I could probably get an extra fifty bucks out of it, but still, you know, it's still it's cool that that's that that's a thing. Mine is probably a Grant Hill rookie card. There you go. It's somewhere. Have you ever had it? Have you ever had it rated before? No. I learned about rating something is so expensive. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it's pretty good because I put it in a hard, thick case as soon as I got it because I got it in like one rookie of the year, like shortly right after it, and I was like, "Well, I put that in there so that the Harold Miner rookie card, who is Harold Miner." And he played for Miami for like three seasons, won two dunk contests. Everyone was like, he's going to be the new Michael Jordan. And then he was out of the league. Oh. I mean, that's just it. Like, sometimes you just have to go out and just buy a pack of cards and hope hope one of them becomes valuable. Like, the, like just go out and just buy a pack of Magic the Gathering cards and see what pops out. Because there are some cards that are worth money. What I used to do with Magic the Gathering cards, and I'm pretty sure... I, actually, I don't know if you can do this anymore. Buy a box, open up every single one, and sell each card independently, and you'll make more money than what it costs you to buy the fucking box. Oh, I know. I, I've considered doing that I know there's people stuff. that literally stay in the store, and they will buy a box or a couple, and they will just stay in the store, and they will open it in front of the store owner. See, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna buy it in one store and take it to another. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm 100% not doing that. But that just seems dickish. But well, I mean, because they just turn around, and sell them back, back to the store owner. Yeah, and then he can in turn sell it for even more money than what the box was worth. Probably. So it's kind of, it's a win-win for him. I don't know. That's that seems like a little much for me, but. 
I, I, I mean, I understand the point, but that just seems like much. Ugh. Yeah. Still funny, though. <clears throat> so. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyway. Uh, where the hell, how the hell did we get onto this? I asked you guys if you did anything for anything Christmassy before we got to the spoiler section. Of the it's like a half an hour ago. <laughs> we're not even going to have time for the spoiler section of this show because we're almost at the two-hour mark as it is. In fact, we're five minutes away from it. No, four minutes away from the two-hour mark. Good God. we. Well, that's well, fine. Well, maybe my birthday episode will be just all spoilers for two seasons of Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe hey, I'll the, try to watch all of the rest of it. We invite Brian on for my birthday, and we just do all the rest of Game of Thrones. Brian 100% wants to be on when we do a final analysis of the series, because he's... Brian's a book guy, and he's read the books and knows the books pretty well, and he'll we'll, we'll finish an episode, and then he'll send me, like, a detailed message on Facebook about, you know, in the books, this, 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 and this happened. I'm like, son of a bitch, like, I'm sure it did, but I just don't know, because I don't know this stuff that well. But, I mean, I appreciate, I, I appreciate the, the book people knowing, knowing all this stuff, because it, it helps me know the lore too better, since I haven't read them. There's stuff that can be, uh, that can be thrown out there. Uh, here's something I do want to do before we wrap up, because we have a new member of the Nerd Table fan community group who joined this week. My buddy Ellis has joined the group. What's Dan, up, Ellis? Dan, you know Ellis, right? Yeah. Ellis was one of the first crossovers of my wrestling world and my theme park world coming together, because Ellis worked at Dueling Dragons. Which became Dragon Challenge, which is how I met him, because then it was part of Harry Potter. And that's how we met. And Ellis is a wrestling guy. So we were able to talk about wrestling. And then he eventually became part of the Club Kayfabe community. And he has finally transitioned over to the nerd table. He had a... I won't give you the details of his life. He had a very rough year. And was kind of MIA for a little bit. But he's feeling better about stuff and wanted to get back into things. And I was like, well, join the Nerd Table community because... I only know one part is that his job... His job was pretty much uh, COVID killed it. Yeah, basically. Because they had to deal with the event producing and stuff. Yeah. And that was a year and a half ago. (laughs) But Ellis, Ellis is doing well. He's a father of two. He's a good man. He's also a big goof, which is why we love him. Ellis is the... Ellis might give Eric a run for his money in the unfiltered department, actually. Um, no, yeah. Because I think Eric... Because, Eric, you're you're good at unfiltering, but you also know how to pull back from stuff that could be a little too dangerous to say on the air. Uh, Ellis wouldn't do that. Ellis, we might actually need to make like a patron exclusive episode and edit. There's there's a possibility that would need to happen. But if you got also uh, Ellis, when when you get him to laugh really hard, he goes into a snorting convulsion. So one of my goals has always been to we got him to do that on the air on a Club Kayfabe episode because we mentioned we mentioned Baron Corbin's sad belly. 
because there's a pro wrestler named Baron Corbin who's has a really shitty abdomen section and he's got like a flat a flat belly button. So he his his belly his looks like his nipples are eyes and his belly is a weird face. And he looks like he's sad and we mentioned this on the air we mentioned it. So Ellis immediately googles the image, sees it and goes into a laughing fit that resulted in snorting while we were recording an old podcast. Also, uh, the precursor to the entertainment challenge, which we did on the wrestling show, one time we let Ellis assign the points, and he decided to put everything at a weird point interval. Because the original point system was out of 100, but they could get halvesies if the it wasn't so good, so they would only get 50 points. But then Ellis would be like, well, it kind of made me laugh, but it didn't. Uh, give them 87.5 points. Like, no, I'm not doing that. Uh, but yeah, so that wasn't that was amended thereafter. That was the guests don't assign points rule that came into place almost immediately. I mean, the good thing is that wouldn't work in the modern version of the entertainment challenge because in the modern version, it's only a point apiece. You can't choose how many points people get. They either get a point or they don't. So. All right. There's one more thing we should talk about before time comes because it's mid-December. Yes. Is it about uh, award? Nope. It's about year-end <laughs> awards and Hall of Fame. That's right. Something we're going to start. So I'll probably start compiling movies and stuff that came out this year. <laughs> so... Uh, we're going to do a year-end award system at the end of the year for the best of nerd culture. So first thing we want to do, guys, is we want to get some feedback on topics that you'd like to do year-end awards for. The obvious stuff would be pretty good. Pretty obvious. New stuff that came out in 2021. So movies, shows, yeah. albums, video games, etc. Those are going to be now, the obvious gotta ones. Be, now, it's things that came out this year. Just because Game of Thrones is the best show I watched this year doesn't mean it wins the show of the year. No, no, no. It has to be that. Okay. Be this year. We're so also... it could be like this, the, the season three of blah, blah, blah that came out this year. That would be good for like best show or whatever. Right. But uh, we're also going to be doing this based on. Um, we're going to be doing this based on. Uh, a Hall of Fame ceremony as well. So the hall, the Club Kayfabe Hall of Fame ceremony, how that's going to work is we're going to... Uh, I'm probably going to do this like once a quarter. So we'll induct stuff into the Nerd, the nerd Table Hall of Fame. And... Because I said Club Kayfabe, sorry. That's what it was. This is where the inspiration came from. The Nerd Table Hall of Fame will be the, be the best of the best. So... We'll try to come up with, like, an integer to do X amount of stuff. I'm thinking, like, like probably movies and video games, because those would be what, what the most of. We'll probably do, like, those will be the largest things we'll induct that class. TV shows, um, we can induct bands and stuff. We can induct individual actors and artists and things that we really like. So 
we need you guys to help us come up with stuff like that. Uh, what what kind of stuff you'd like to see in a in a nerd culture style Hall of Fame? Um, the obvious one would be movies. So like each quarter we'll induct five movies, right? So we'll we'll have a, we'll have a ballot. Everybody can nominate something, and then we'll do a ballot. Whatever gets the five most votes gets inducted into the Hall of Fame. And we'll have a nerd culture style Hall of Fame exclusive to our Facebook group, but we'll do the inductions and everything on the Nerd Table show. So movies, TV shows, video games, bands, albums, things like that. Like you guys tell us what you'd like us to do Hall of Fame worthy stuff for and we'll we'll do it. Uh, books individual actors and actresses, etc. Whatever would transpire good to nerd culture. We'll consider it. And then we'll decide how many for each for each class per item. Like, if we're doing five movies, we might only induct two TV shows. Because inducting an entire TV show, there's... Yeah, there's a lot of TV shows, but there aren't, there aren't going to be as many options there to choose from as there would be for movies. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, video games, maybe like three video games, uh... But I'll probably we'll probably make it so that it's it's something pretty easy, like because you can easily do bands and songs separately, and so yeah, so we'll uh, we'll absolutely uh, start doing that too. That needs to be this week, so everyone has like a couple of weeks to think about and vote on things before the end. So of if the we year. do it, yeah, if we do it quarter based, um, what I might do is I might do it like maybe we'll do it like towards the middle of a quarter. So maybe like February and then May. And then what would be the next quarter there? August and then November, right? Those would probably be pretty, pretty good ones to do there. And then that way, end of year, we can focus on end of year, the entire month of December. I mean, you know, just thinking about all the hype behind Spider-Man and how there's a good chance that that's going to be one of everyone's favorite things, and they're going to want that inducted. So, and they might vote for that for best movie of the year. And I mean, that's a possibility, right? Like, I'm not even going to see what they announced. Eternals is going to be on January 12th on Disney Plus. So, yes, that's when I'm going to get around to that. <laughs> yes. So, all right. So we have we've talked about a lot of stuff. Uh, we were going to do Game of Thrones and Hawkeye. We went super long because of our constant ranting and raving, but that's been some of the fit best feedback we've gotten on the show is people like our tangents so good because there's a lot of that that goes on. <laughs> so, shit, maybe maybe we'll just do a bonus episode during the week and review Game of Thrones Season 5 on Wednesday night <laughs> for Dan's birthday. We could just <laughs> record a... Uh, Maybe just me and Dan will sit down and record if Eric's unavailable and just talk about Game of Thrones Season 5. Oh, now we can give you guys some bonus content. It'll be a bonus episode, so we won't interrupt the flow. By the way, next week's episode is just going to be titled Nice. Wait, nice. Because what else could I possibly title it? I mean, nice. Nice. So, yeah, uh, think about what you guys would want to see for that. I did make the announcement in the group. Um, I got a, got a little bit of positive feedback on it, but 
let us know. And then next week we can really start coming up with categories and things for those categories for end of year. And then we'll start thinking about Hall of Fame stuff after the new year. So, does anybody have anything else before we wrap up this episode? Uh, nothing. Be excellent to one another. Yeah. That, we have to just make that your, your closing comment every week. Like, guys, just listen to Eric. Be excellent to one another. Just be, be nice. Be cool. Be cool, man. Be cool. So we'll do, we'll do a live episode next week. We'll, we'll work out the semantics for it this week. Um, hopefully Eric will be able to join us. But if he's not, he's going to miss the, the, the fun of the live chaos Especially considering the fact that it's episode 69. You can't miss that. We'll just have to edit you in. We'll just have to edit you in. Yeah. Or I'll just, uh, I'll phone it in. I'll call you while I'm at work. (laughs) Hey, guys. Nice. And he's he's gone. We're just like, what the? Yeah, what the (laughs) frick? But then periodically we'll just open a can of Monster. (laughs) (laughs) on to open his monster and then just disappears. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Just saying hi. <laughs> Dude, that'd be amazing. I'd laugh my ass off if you actually did that. One week when you're actually unavailable, you might have to do that. You might have to just know, like know we're recording and just quickly show up, open a can of monster, don't say a word. Just open it and then disappear. Be like, what the f- Because I don't always have Discord up when I'm recording, so I won't even see you come into the call. Once you hear it, though? Well, obviously, I'll, I'll know like once I hear it. But Not like uh, the, the audio tone no. when somebody well, turns around. Not when you're no. recording. It turns everything off. I won't hear oh, shit. Oh, yeah, I guess if you're in streaming mode. I won't, I won't hear shit. We ain't found shit. Uh, this is a fun episode. We need to do more episodes like this that are just outrageously off the wall and don't actually amount to anything other than just us being wacky. More wackiness. Just being ridiculous. Yes. Uh, so it's, Arm frailing tube men. Look, look for more. Uh, 20 pictures coming soon. Because I've, I've got a slideshow prepared for Eric. And I have a second slideshow prepared for the, the Kilimanjaro Safari crew. That I thought they would appreciate. Um, uh, check out some of those Chris Franks The Universes coming and yeah, we've we've got stuff planned. It's just going to be a matter of making the time to do it. But that's part of the part of the trick. And I'm making as much effort as I can to get more stuff out there for y'all. So I am I am definitely looking forward to what the future holds for us. I'm excited. I'm hyped. But. We can't talk about any more of this stuff until Dan gets a year older. So, Dan, go level up, and then we'll reconvene next week live for your birthday. Until then, I got nothing else, so. Happy birthday! Yeah, happy birthday in advance. In case Eric can't say it next week. Yeah, just in case. (laughs) And hopefully Eric will have a better microphone next week. We'll see. See how this goes. Yeah. I I predict nothing. See you next time, guys.
Peace out.